Hello and welcome to the Inside OSU podcast. I'm Julia Benbrook. Like our students, employees at Oklahoma State University are working from home, so I'm speaking via an online app with Dr. Chris Ormsby, who serves as an associate provost and the director of ITLE, which stands for the Institute of Teaching and Learning Excellence. Her team works regularly with online classes, and she's discussing the importance of following a schedule when you're learning at home, and she's explaining what students can do to keep themselves from falling behind. My biggest advice is just keep in communication with everybody. Don't stay isolated if you're frustrated about something or worried about something or just any issue. You know, talk to your faculty members. They are feeling exactly the same way you are. Um, they are there. I will tell you, most of our faculty did not want to be online. They really like going to their classes and seeing their students. And so they miss it as much as you do. So you know, reach out to them. Don't stay isolated. I think that's the biggest thing. We are all in this together and we all want everyone to succeed. And so normally, I mean, you guys offer online classes as a way to reach all types of students. I mean, there's, you can, if you've got kids at home, if you need to kind of do things a little bit differently, you offer that resource. We've been in the online world or in a distance delivery for over 40 years. I mean, we were, OSU was a leader um, in the 70s and 80s in distance education when it was um, broadcast television. So you were at your home and you watched it sort of on a TV. They were really the leaders. And then we didn't, we just didn't really stick with that as things shifted to more internet based. Uh, we did other things, but um, the world's really moving again to more of an internet based learning. And it, the idea is, as you say, is to get to people who just can't get to a campus. Um, there, or they might be quite near a campus. The research shows that the bulk of your online students are actually within a 50 mile uh, distance of a campus, but they just can't get there. Um, they have family responsibilities, they work, and the schedules just don't work for them. So being able to do the work uh, on their schedule, which might be you know Saturday at two in the afternoon, or it might be Thursday at 11 p.m., um, but that just really works for them. So we've seen a huge growth in online across the country um, and, uh, and OSU as well. We've, we've grown quite a bit. We've gone from, I think, a handful, and I, I don't remember exactly, I think we had about 10 online degrees about four years ago, and we now have almost 45. So we've grown quite a bit. And so normally that's what it looks like. You're, you're helping people that can't get to campus. Right now, no one can get to campus. So how did that transition work for you all in the online learning area? Well, I think it really did help that we had been doing online for a long time. And a lot of our faculty, uh, particularly in some colleges like Spears School of Business, they've, they've got a lot of experience teaching online. Also, um, we have a lot of students that live on campus or in Stillwater who take at least one online class a semester. So it's not completely foreign. Online was not completely foreign to people. And, and that probably helped us a lot. And we had a lot of infrastructure already in. Um, the first thing that really helped us was we had Canvas. We had just switched to that new learning management system this past year. And it, one of the reasons we selected it was it, was, it has a lot of great features for teaching online. Um, so really what we started with was something we'd been doing already which was teaching canvas we had lots of uh, tutorial videos our staff had created one of our staff in particular simon ringsmooth had created over 150 short 
I think they're three to five minute tutorial videos on just about every aspect of Canvas. And we've been teaching that as part of an additional support to even traditional classes using uh, Canvas. So we just need to get everybody to use that. Um, the other thing we had to do was try to talk to faculty about how were they going to teach? Were they going to do a synchronous class where everybody met at the same time? It was live and you participate in a video conferencing environment. Um, or were you going to do pre-recorded videos or something like that, some sort of instruction that students could do on their own time or asynchronously? So we, so we really just started to, to talk about those things and what our technology could support. I mean, the other problem is OSU is not the only institution online. Um, and I don't think anybody out there that has a technology they're supporting ever thought they'd have to have literally the world online at the same time. So we have to be realistic about the capacity of um, all of those systems. And I have to be honest, I've been incredibly impressed that internet has held up and Canvas has held up. All these systems are working um, with everybody using them. Faculty had a week to get their classes online. It was very fast. Um, so that, that was really our big thing was how do we just get them started? Then, then the rest of our uh, communication with faculty focused around, okay, what next? How are you going to handle assignments? You know, what are the things you can do to get students engaged so that they aren't kind of isolated and completely disengaged in the learning? And so we just started looking at all those pieces of getting through the rest of the semester. Um, and, and so we've been, there's been communications, kind of regular communications going to the faculty and that website developed and so now it's a fairly healthy robust site that, that faculty can get information about teaching on. Well give me some examples of things that students can do to set themselves up for success in an online learning environment. Well it is very different to be online as again we're all experiencing that it's not just uh, the students who are at home online everybody's at home online and so I think we're all we were all figuring out that organization and structure is pretty important. And I think everybody is, that I talk to that's doing okay and is feeling quite so isolated have created a structure. They get up, they get dressed. It's just like a regular work day for them. They have a plan, they have a schedule. And so I, you know, I tell people create a schedule just like you normally would. If you need to do a to-do list, something, you can't just get up and wonder what you're gonna do that day. You've got to have a plan otherwise it's a very long day and you probably won't get much done um, creating a space to work i think is really helpful so you know on a weekend it's kind of no big deal for all of us to sit on the couch with our laptop but that's probably not the best way to manage your monday through friday work days or school days you know create your school days so Finding a place, if you have a desk, that's great. If you don't, I do a lot of my work at my kitchen bar, I have a counter. It's just comfortable, it's quiet. There's lots of light, I can put my laptop on there. I've got a plug in close. And so that's my space and that works for me. Maybe it's your kitchen table. So find a space, it's your space and make it your classroom space or your workspace. And then take everything that's a distraction out of the way. So I, as I told people, I'm not sure it's great to be on the, you know, the coffee table um, where the TV's on. That's just, not, you're not gonna get a lot done. You're gonna watch a lot of TV. You might catch up on all your Netflix shows, but you will not get much done in your classes. So, um, so do that, follow your schedule. 
um, every day spend some time on class. I think that's one of the biggest concerns I have is that if students don't see an assignment due tomorrow, they're not engaged in their class. They're not watching the video. They're not reading the, the assigned uh, readings. They're just gonna get behind. They're gonna look up and they're gonna be very, very behind. So keep working every day, a little bit every day, just like you normally would have when you had a regular class schedule. Um, the other thing is know your tools. You know, we Canvas, if you've not gotten on your Canvas sites yet, you really need to check your Canvas classrooms. You should be in there every day, making sure that you're, you're not missing any notices. If you haven't done it already, sign up for the Canvas notices. So if a faculty member posts something, you'll get an email about it and read your email. We're, we've all got a lot of email right now. I have, I, I've got a lot of email, I'm spending a lot of time in email. It's not my favorite way to communicate. I'd much rather call somebody, um, but this is what we have. So keep up with it. If, you're, um, if you need to do recordings, learn the studio feature in Canvas, go in and play with it. So we've got lots of tools in there for students. So get to know it, make sure you really know what Canvas is, know where everything is. I mean, I've read a couple of complaints of students that have said, I don't know where they're putting things in Canvas. Well, then you need to go in there and look around because faculty will use their Canvas site differently. Everybody's looks a little different. We try to teach them a certain way, but everybody kind of likes their own way. So get in there and look around at your site so you know the difference between each class and you know where to look for things. Um, and then just stay in touch with your faculty. We have a lot of faculty who are doing virtual office hours, which I think is wonderful. It's a good way to stay in contact, some face-to-face -face view, you know, get some eye contact a little bit, we're all missing that. Um, and if they're having virtual office hours, even if you don't have a lot of questions, go on, just so you can see people, you can talk to your faculty member. Absolutely, I agree that, that just being able to see someone in video is more effective than a phone call. You just feel like you're actually in the same room, which is great for that teacher-student interaction. What if a student does not have internet access? I know some people struggle with that. That is a big issue. So a couple of things. One is if you don't have a computer, and we have students who don't have computers, you can check one out from the library. And they, if you can't come to campus, they will mail it to you. So I know that they've sent, they've, they've checked out, I think somewhere over a hundred laptops to students, but there are more available if someone needs one. And they just need to contact the library. And um, if they're not sure about that, they can send me an email at itle at okstate.edu and I'll get it to the right person um, if they're not sure, but they can get you one. But there, so internet is a big issue. So we have, we have students that don't have internet and it's unfortunate that they don't and not surprising. We also have students who have very poor internet connections. We still have counties in, in Oklahoma that have dial up. So it's really difficult. You, it's very difficult to watch a video with dial up. I mean, it's just right. almost impossible. So, um, so some people, what they've done is they've got a family member that they feel safe to go to their home and watch it. They'll go to their home every day for an hour or so and use their internet. We do have students who have driven onto our campus and sit outside of our buildings and catch the internet. It's not something I would recommend, but we have it. But there are companies that will give free internet for up to 90 days right now because of the COVID emergency. And I would suggest that people consider that. Um, and I believe if you just, if you've got a smartphone, you can go in and, and Google free internet and find those sources. Um, so that's one way to do it. So do it for three, I think up to 90 days for free. And then after that, if you want to use it, you have to pay for it. Some companies also have very, very inexpensive internet. 
Um, the other option is if your smartphone can do a hotspot, then you can use your smartphone as the hotspot. I just suggest that people make sure they check what their program is because make sure they have enough data that they can get through that. And when you all normally choose classes that can go online, is there a process that, you know, some of these more hands-on classes wouldn't normally be an option? So what does that transition look like? Normally, uh, I mean, we didn't do a normal online process. Normally when we choose programs or courses, we really do think about how do they translate into an online environment. And we think about do, how do we want that to be delivered? Do we want it with pre-recorded videos or do we want it to be live? Because we do have online classes now and online programs that are live. They meet weekly online because they, that's the way they feel it's the best way to deliver it. And then we have lots of online classes where they use pre-recorded videos and other instructional approaches. So um, typically that's really something we think about, but you're right, lab classes, went online and it's very difficult to do a lab online. Um, and even project classes, architecture classes are online. And so they've really had to think about how they're, they're doing that. So um, in some cases it wasn't a perfect translation and the faculty member had to make changes to the assignments students were doing, the projects and that sort of thing. Do you think that we will be behind in the fall when we come back to classes? Do you think students are gonna kind of have to go back and relearn some things? Well, I, I, I think it depends on how they spend their time this next month. I mean, we, we have whole degrees online and students learn a great deal from those degrees. So I think it just depends on if you put your time in. If you read all the assignments and you complete the work and you do the videos, you should learn the same amount online that you would learn face-to-face. -face. It really depends on what you do. I think there will be some courses where they couldn't do things that they needed for the next course. So if there was a prerequisite course that had some activities, some labs, some sort of experiences that were not able to do online, then those next courses may want to build those experiences in for them at the beginning of the semester in the fall to catch those things up. But unless it's a lab class, you should be able to learn it online. It may not be as natural for you, but you, you, you should be able to do it. The Cowboy family wants to make sure you have all the resources you need for online learning. As Dr. Ormsby mentioned, you can reach out to ITLE at okstate.edu if you have any specific questions for her team. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Inside OSU podcast. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. We hope you're doing well and staying safe. As always, go Pokes.